0: What's up, everybody? It's Dylan D'S for Slexia back again. It's Dyslexic Dylan in the house. We've got the one and only King Carl in the house. He is a man of many traits. He's a best-selling author. He's the head of Writer Legacy. He is the the CEO, the executive, the producer of the studio, and he's making others' dreams happen, including himself. Let's
1: go, Dylan. Where you get all this energy from? Let's go. Throw the air horns on him. Oh, throw the <laughs> on. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm so used to, um, I appreciate the intro, King. I appreciate you for having me on the show. D is for dyslexia, defying all odds. I'm so used to being in a producer's seat. It feels good to be a
0: guest. I'm so happy to have you here, and if it it wasn't for you, I would not be here.
1: Mm, You want to dive into that story? Talk to him?
0: Let's talk to him. So, I work at a tech company that owns the building that your studio is located in, Mm -hmm and my, the building manager kept talking about the studio across the hall, and I was doing bedroom interviews and posting motivational quotes and doing small snip speeches on my Instagram. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And I was looking for you for probably two weeks. Really? Two weeks. I was keeping my eyes out. I didn't want to knock on the door, but I was keeping my eyes out, and I, I was looking. I made sure I knew what your stuff was. <laughs> I looked you up on Instagram and online, just the company. Wow! And then I saw you with your hoodie on, and I said, "Talk to me about your hoodie," because I was trying to get—I mm. wanted to know who I needed to talk to to get in front of the producer of the studio. And just so happens, it was you. Let's
1: go, man! That's fire! Like this, in that, in, there's so many gems you just dropped just now. I don't think the people heard you right. You asked around, you did your research, and and even before I was even in the picture, you were already in motion.
0: Yes, right? Yes. You are
1: already in motion. Too many times we think that we got to be perfect before we start, right? Yes. You don't got to be great to start, but you got to start in order to be great. Yes. So you are already in motion. Even if it was it was you doing uh podcast in your bedroom, whatever <laughs> the case may be, it's a start. I want y'all to keep going. I want y'all to keep pushing because there's no such thing as luck. No. Luck is when Um, Preparation and hard uh,
0: work come together Come
1: on now Preparation meets opportunity You've been prepared for this If you stay ready You ain't got to get ready So you were already in motion Way before Royal Communication Center Was even a thought Right? Yes And um, As you're building up Your um, Your podcast As you're Building up As far as you being comfortable In front of the The camera and all this other stuff Then you get an opportunity So preparation means opportunity And most people be like Oh this guy's lucky been no. Lucky, you've been in <laughs> preparing for this, man. Yes. So, salute to you, man. I didn't even know that it was t- it was two weeks that you were you were um, looking for me. I thought we just ran into each other in the hallway. No, you, I was you, you manifested. You. That. <laughs> yeah, you 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 brought that into existence. Yep. That's I was dope. taking
0: down notes. Whoever's car was parked in the because you have the <laughs> plaque on the fence. I'm like, yep. whose car? Which car is whose? That's funny. I'd come out and I'd be like, Is this car here? How do I knock? Oh no! And then I ran into you. I was like, Actually, I think I ran into you coming to knock. That's funny. And How we, I was, I, yep. I actually, I met you on. I wasn't supposed to, but I was in the office on on the clock, and you came in. You gave me a tour. I'm like, I'm working right now, but I want to work with you. Can I give you my number? I gave you my Instagram sticker, uh-huh. and I was like, I want, I want to work with you.
1: This one right here, or this, these are new?
0: No the the one that I handed you was a red sticker, and it was my Instagram tag. Those are new. They were miss. Missized um, Look at the bigger ones We're getting bigger ones That's they're, the they're
1: logo gonna, They're gonna be bumper stickers Right now Yes They're, they're uh, stickers <laughs> Yes
0: um, So It's hot Yes That's the logo for the podcast On all platforms um, I was really excited When I we went on platforms So what I did was I watched a, a business And motivational speech Every night before bed wow. And I would fall asleep to it Because when you sleep and listen to things, you, you think about them and then you dream about them. And then when you wake up, you're in that mindset. Mm. And I was working out in the morning at the time, but then I got kind of drained out on getting up at 5 a.m. Right. So I just, the biggest thing I learned and took away was invest in yourself. Get ready Ooh. to invest in yourself. Ooh. Talk to them, man. So when we talked about um, pricing and working together, I was just like, you know, it's it, it was at a point where I was like, I don't think I can do too much more in my bedroom. I'm ready to invest in myself and mm-hmm. grow this more Less of an Instagram More of a brand And do impact more Inspire more
1: So a lot of people Say they want it Until it's time To put up the money For it Right Um, They say put up Or shut up Right A lot of people um, Talk a good talk but are not willing to do what it takes to invest themselves and investing in yourself is not always financially but that is a key component y'all you, know, you got to invest in coaches you got to invest in facilities you got to invest in, in in the tools you need to succeed but you also invested time you are studying your craft yes most people don't study their craft you are studying. The best of the best in the world. Who are some of your favorite motivational speakers and, and hosts?
0: I I've, I really do follow Ryan. It's weird. Ryan Sarhan is a real estate agent, but he went from not being able to pay rent, his phone being shut off, mm-hmm. and his credit card getting declined in New York City, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to move back home, so mm-hmm. he he literally found out a way. He was doing hand modeling, <laughs>
1: hand, hand modeling, modeling okay. to pay rent. Okay, that's different. And
0: while he was doing that, he was taking his tests online for his real estate agent, okay. uh, real estate license. And now he's the number one real estate agent in New York Come City. On Come on, now. Works with celebrities. Sold houses to many celebrities. Is hundreds of millions of dollars worth. Out of the, the fear of going back home and having to tell his parents, I couldn't.
1: Mm, that's deep. That's deep.
0: And then Gary V. Um,
1: Gary Vee's big. Yes. Big. I love that. I love that. Gary Vee's incredible. And who was the real estate mogul? Ryan Serhant. Ryan Serhant. Right, my, my
0: goal... Name. Is to buy a house from him So I can talk to him and tell him I'm buying this house from you And I started all of this Because I started watching and following and listening to you Yo, the level of
1: intentionality Behind your thought process Is incredible, bro Like, I don't know if you hear this enough But I love the way you move uh, In business You're one of the, the most Uh Hungry networkers I've ever seen in my life Um, Put you in a room full of millionaires and billionaires By the end of the day they will all know your name That happened That's exactly what I That's how I know (laughs) That's how I know You were there but that happened Yeah Put, Put Dylan in a room of millionaires and billionaires By the end of the day they will know his name That's different level of marketing right there And networking right there
0: Yeah, I mean, the coolest thing was when I was able to send that snippet video, I'm sure you saw it, um, where the camera's caught Floyd walking in backstage, and I'm right there, and you watch me go like this, boom, card. Mm -hmm. Right there. Mm -hmm. Like backstage, he follows, he's walking, I'm right here. I look at him, I go, what's up? I throw him my card. He went to grab it. I'm sure he was ready to crumple it, because that's what I thought in person, and he couldn't crumple it, and he walked up on stage. And then I (laughs) met him back afterwards, um, and I got a like and stuff from him. But it's the... The fearlessness of knowing that the only thing that could come of this is the word no, or I'm not interested. So, so
1: what is your what is, like? What are you thinking, right? Because I have a similar story. Um, when I met, I met Lauren Hill, right? <clears throat> um, Lauren Hill is like the Beyonce, like before Beyonce was Beyonce, Lauren Hill was our Beyonce, right? Yes, Lauren Hill was just everything, Grammy award winning. She's incredible, right? Fuji's just won every award possible. So I'm in. Uh, what's funny? I, this is the first time. No, the second time I met Jada Kiss. I was at Jada Kiss' surprise birthday party. Fabulous was there, and a whole bunch of other people. But Lauren Hill walked in. And it looked like she was floating in the room. She's just like, oh, it was like slow motion. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's Lauren Hill. And the spot was like a like a like a U shape. She was making her rounds, saying hi to a few people walks by me and it looks like she's getting ready to leave. I'm like, "Oh no." And it's like 200 people there for to kiss party and everyone's just staring at Lauren Hill and I'm like, "Oh shoot, I think she's about to leave." She's there no more than like 4 minutes, maybe 5. And I'm like, "If I don't do something right now, she's going to leave. I'm I'm never going to meet her again." Like that's how I'm thinking like, "Oh shoot." So I walked right up to her. I already had what I wanted to say, but in my book, she's in my book a couple of times. So I I loaded up the page. I found the exact page that she was on. No. And I I just went and introduced myself. I said, hey, Lauren, um, I'm a youth motivational speaker, and I use your quotes to motivate the youth. And it stopped her dead in her tracks, and I showed her her page in my book, and she's like, this is incredible. I'm impressed by you. I'm like... What? Lauren Hills impressed by me? Yeah. And I asked her, Do, can we take a picture? Do you mind? She took a picture with me, and she was so patient. It was it was such a dope moment. But she left right afterwards. And, and it was like people, people saw me talking to her and taking pictures with her. Now they're like, oh, Sue, Lauren, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? But she was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I got to go. She hops in her Sprinter van with my book in her hand, and I'm like, Right, But I was like I almost let that opportunity pass But I thought to myself Like Carl This is the moment that you you've been waiting for Don't let it pass you by And I acted on that Even though I was scared Even though I was nervous I still was confident enough to hand her My book that she's featured in And she walked out and started reading it You know But everyone else that watched her didn't act on that, and that's just an example of 99.9 percent of people they could be presented an opportunity but they'll be scared to act on it so I, I guess I guess I kind of took over the host spot but like can you talk to us about how you what your thought process is in those moments and how you just like go for it every time
0: I think the first time I ever went for it with a a very well-known person was when you were on a live. Sorry about this, by the way. (laughs) You were on a live with Nally Nicole, and you guys were promoting her book. Then I was working again. Um, And I jumped out, took my lunch way early. It's like a 10 a.m. live. And I started blowing that crap. I started blowing it up. Boom, boom, boom. And then you, I felt bad, but I needed to make sure we could get me in the room with her. And she's actually flying in. Um. From my event But we'll we'll go back to that And I blew it up And you guys were talking about her book Everything you stopped And you went You gotta connect with Dylan He's got this podcast He's 20 years old He's doing this He's doing that He's doing this He's at work right now He also works a day job But he comes to us after work He's a hard worker And I want you guys to connect And then I I was on the phone with her a couple times And then I had her phone number And then she was DMing me Then she followed me And then she came on a virtual um, podcast yes. Zoom yep, 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 yep. Which was really big for me and then I had my team send her a shirt. Didn't say one thing. Next thing I know, I'm getting tagged and blown up. Your shirts coming in it should be here any day this week. I I had my phone. I'm in the office. It's blowing up. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. I'm thinking this is right, right. I think before Miami or right after. And I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I didn't even. I didn't do a podcast recently. I've been working on my book with you. I don't know what's going on. It's a video of Natalie going. Hey Dylan Thanks for the shirt You're a king We are defying all odds Talk to you soon On her Instagram yeah. I'm like no way yeah. No way She said keep shining Tag me Post it on her page Her story And then send it to me
1: mm. Shout out to the Queen Natalie Cole You're
0: Yes amazing. She is flying in To perform And have a live podcast With me on my 21st birthday Here at the Royal Communication Center And we also did Lock in Tony Marino So Let's go My god <laughs> Tony And um, we're working on Jaleel
1: Out to Jalil, too, man. I see my man Evans just jumped in, too. Um, so again, you standing out in a room full of people who want to be, um, I guess a part of the conversation or want to be noticed. So you did what you needed to do to set yourself apart in that moment, you know, and that allowed you to, um, that allowed me to, oh, yeah, Dylan's, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So I'm able to make that connection on live. So you do it every single time, and I, I've seen you do it at multiple conferences. I've seen you do it when you're out and about, even in social settings, and, of course, now online, online as well. So.
0: And then I did it here uh, with Tony to make sure he knew who I was. <laughs> um, so the thing there is the fear. Um, it's, the, it's the hungriness of knowing. So a little background on me is I remember when I turned 20, I talked to my brother. I've got a twin brother. We were adopted from Russia. We started to be able to picture what it was like in the orphanage. Scary. I kind of wish I didn't, but I can describe it for you. I'll paint the picture. So they had this big one, kind of like this, but a lot smaller, a lot like grainier wood with rusted feet. They'd put porridge all the way across it. And it was from infant to five-year-old. They put it on a table, and it would be self-serve. Obviously, five-year-olds, everybody's, it's all survival mode. Five-year-olds are taking more than one serving, so I don't eat. Two and a half I'm sick as hell I can't eat I'm sick I uh, can't keep stuff down I'm shivering I'm throwing up And then at the, In the winter time This big room Full of half crib Half bed In the middle Crib to bed Met in the middle I will never forget I was always on the Top Right Back corner And I looked up And there was like Mold on the ceiling And the mm. water Would drip from the light And there was a, a Window that had a crack in it With some Crappy shades and there were nights that I would shiver myself to sleep while dry heaving with and I'd stick my I I sleep in my pillowcase cuz kids didn't take my blanket I mean my pillowcase I took my blankets cuz they're, they're all survival mode we'd sleep in our pillowcases cuz it was so freezing in that room in Russia mm. and then us having an alcoholic father living on food stamps for 8 years I just you know I've I'm 20 I'm here I work for a very good firm I I own this brand and I work with celebrities and you and mm. I'm kind of known now. I don't want to say I'm known, but I'm getting there. And to be where I am in the position where I am now, it's the hunger of never going back. Mm. Mm.
1: Are y'all listening to this? Are y'all listening to this? The hunger of never going back keeps you in that go mode all the time. That's deep. That's deep. Some of us, um, our issue is we've never been to the bottom of the bottom. And because we've never been to the bottom of the bottom, we don't have that hunger.
0: Well, that's that's another thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was never there either. Mm-hmm. Somebody always has it worse.
1: Mm. And know that. Deep, 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 deep. Yep.
0: My biggest thing is know that somebody always has it worse. And my biggest thing that I've always moved on was to make time, not excuses. Mm. Mm-hmm. And let those in your circle know that you respect and you you cherish them, and you're grateful for them. And you know, there's there's you don't somebody can work something at something so hard, right? I could build a podcast and do whatever I want and and go in credible debt, and but I could not do what I did here at Royal. You connecting with people, having a connection with you, going to conferences that that stuff's priceless. Mm-hmm. I can spend a couple hundred dollars on a, a podcast deal and a book. But going to conferences with you and you introducing me to celebrities saying you've got to check this kid out that's priceless mm. if people don't understand that it's still like oh I got to go to college I got to get this I got to do this no start with hey I'm so and so
1: I had to um I'm looking at my uh my comments right now my man uh, fresh he's one of the engineers here he says I had to sleep in my backyard because my mom's landlord said only two kids could be on the lease. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like there's so many people that have these defying all odds stories. So make sure y'all tap in, Dylan. Defying all odds, um, because if you have a story like that, he definitely needs you on this podcast. Because um, we want to hear more of this. Because the more. Stories we hear of people like Dylan, uh, like myself, who have defied the odds, no matter what they are, no matter what level it is, Like the more people are going to be inspired of that. And that's a part of your your overall mission and your purpose. My
0: mission is to, it's not fame, it's to be on a level, I don't care about blue check mark, I don't care about numbers on Instagram. I want to be at a level where I say something or I post something, thousands of people see it, not for me, but for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Where then, you know, it's the plus one, like Brandon says, you know, I I went there, I knew you, I walked right up to Brandon, I walked right up to Matt, I walked up to everybody in that room. If I didn't walk up to anybody, you know, Brandon knows somebody now, you know somebody, Josh knows somebody, those are the plus ones that you have to grab, they're not just people walking by, Mm -hmm. there's a big quote. It's it's pop not hip hop but it's um <laughs> Justin Bieber he said some people are in your life for a season some people are in your life for a reason mm-hmm. and know who it is and it's it's you it's who do you want in your life for a season who do you want in your life for a reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the biggest thing i learned was who you surround yourself with is who you are seen as mm. and now that we've That's built real. we've built that group that we went to Miami with and and Brandon's um event I can tremendously say, honestly, that everybody in that group has grown tremendously since then. Facts. Facts. And that is because we are in a group that pushes each other out of our comfort zone, forcing each other to grow and level up. Every single day, man. Because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm throwing an event here for 21 years old, two celebrities, hopefully Julia would make three, with a bunch of friends, family, and business partners coming to watch. It'll be live streamed. It'll be recorded. There's a mini movie on it and live audience. At 21 years old That is who not Who does that <laughs> man? Who does that That is not You gotta, you gotta give a round of applause To <laughs> yourself man For real For real I'm not doing that For me I am doing that For those who thought They couldn't mm. Like I mean It's the Rock's new song And it's Floyd Mayer always says Hard work dedication Hard work dedication mm-hmm. You invest that In a little bit of bread I mean come on
1: that's it. Hard work, dedication, a little bit of bread.
0: <laughs> That's the formula right there. Right? It is. Oh man! And I listened to a podcast with you and fabulous Reddy Fox, mm-hmm. and you said never work for somebody for an extended amount of time and then not work for yourself for a little bit.
1: Right. That's real. That's real, man. And that stems from that stems from me writing my book. Right. I was I was working full time. At this university, <laughs> I never I'll never forget those moments, man. Working full time at the university, and you know what? The crazy thing is, um, I had to drive an hour to get there, and while I'm working these eight to ten hours, while I'm working ten hours, I had to make at least a hundred phone calls a day. At least, if I made less than a hundred phone calls for that other company. I would be looked at as unproductive for the day. And then I would come back home, drive another hour back home. I'd be exhausted, right? we talking to people all day. It's just, it's just draining. But then I'm like, man, Carl, you got to write something in your book. You can't give these people 10, 12, 15 hours of your day and don't give yourself 15 minutes. And we do that all the time. We sacrifice our future growth For the sake of a job, which is providing stability.
0: Yes. But
1: it's not providing what you need for your future. And it's like, man, use the tools that you get in your job to invest in yourself. So that's what I started doing. I I refused to work harder for someone else than I did for myself. I started working just a couple minutes. Then it led to a couple hours every single day until my book was complete. I've never done anything like that before. I've never done anything like that before. I've never written a book. I've never even kept a journal for longer than a month. But I, just, I was so consistent with doing a little bit each day that I ended up having a book.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> right, thank you, bro.
0: Of course. I mean, it's you know, if you, it's the if, when I was in high school. Um, I'm I'm obviously dyslexic. I eat the brand. Um, staying focused and staying on my work was very hard and frustrating. So we would play the commercial game. Commercial game is you work, You we watch a TV show, me and my mom, and then while we're watching the TV show, the commercial comes on, now we're working for every commercial. So it's it's not like, oh, we're working for two hours. We could work for three hours, but did I really get three hours? No, and it was mm-hmm. broken up mm-hmm. by, commer- by the show itself, so I'm distracted, and now I'm I feel refreshed, and I could work after that. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's like you said, it's a little consistency here, a little consistency there. It adds up. It's a
1: major, major. And we call that the compound effect. Right. And Jalil just jumped in my life, too. Um, It's called the compound effect. Right. When you. Most people are looking for that quantum leap. Right. I want to be rich now. I hit the lotto right now. I want to uh, lose weight right now. I want to, you know, whatever it is. Right. I want to be in a relationship right now but don't realize that it's small decisions every single day or every single moment that leads to that big thing, right? It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. All right. Maybe, maybe you're making the right investments. It's the small incremental changes in your bank account every day that adds up major. It's a small decision of, you know what, I'm going to eat a salad today If I want to lose weight, I'm going to eat a salad today Instead of that burger It makes a big difference Oh, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna study 30 minutes Of a great motivational speaker I'm going to read 10 pages of a good book Whatever it is, small incremental steps It's going to lead to a huge difference You know, and I use this example often It's like reading 10 pages of a good book for a whole year Is 3,650 pages The average person read zero pages. You read 3,650. You are running laps around the average person. Yeah. Because you're doing
0: a small thing. It takes 10 minutes to read 10 pages.
1: But most people won't do that.
0: Do it. That's the biggest thing that I learned in the real world was do. That's where I saw my biggest growth in the firm and then transferred it to this. Is doing things that most are not willing to do. And that's what makes you stand out.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So it's, you know, <laughs> crazy story. I get, I'm, I get a call. It's my manager. He goes, hey, can you go to Boston tomorrow morning? Yes, of course. What am I doing? What's the address, et cetera. Okay, you have a hotel, et cetera. There you go, done. That next day, I get a call at lunch. Hey, when you leave Boston, can you go to Washington, D.C.? What? Yes, of course. You need me to finish here first? Yeah. Alright, Uh, when's my meeting tomorrow morning? 7.30am Oh, I'll be driving through the night Yeah, okay Drove through the night Got there for 2am I'm only 20 Not letting me in the hotel Not old enough to have a hotel room My boss is not awake mm-hmm. Naturally I slept in my car In the parking garage Freshened up, threw my suit on Went to the meeting for 7.30 Worked a 10 hour day Client wanted to take me to dinner, took me to dinner. By this time, my boss has figured out the hotel stuff because I emailed him and et cetera. Get to my hotel. It's like 1030. I get a call. Can you go to Virginia tomorrow? Yes. When's my meeting? 730. All right. I'll leave at three. Drive to Virginia. Work for five hours. Drive from Virginia. Hey, you got a meeting in New York City tonight. All right. Psh, New York City. And then I went home after that. The hell, job is this? <laughs> we uh, we support stockbrokers, hedge funds, and lawyers. It's all tax support, boys. yeah. So it's boys. all tax support on yeah. on in that finance area. Okay. So with stockbrokers, the uh, milliseconds are twenty thousand dollars. So do things that people are not willing to do, which made me stand out. Mm-hmm. And I've traveled a lot for them, and I've been um, taking care of for that. And then I learned listening to you and other speeches. That I would dedicate myself to work for at least half of the hours that I did for the firm.
1: Mm-hmm. At least, right? And um, to your point, there's a saying that says, Do the day what others don't, so you can live tomorrow like others won't. You put in that work, that groundwork, my God. That's why some people were were interns or, or some people, you know, are doing whatever it whatever it takes to Get to where they want to be, they have a larger vision. See, most people have sight, not a lot of people have vision. You see what's in front of you directly, but you don't know that if you keep putting in that work, if you keep doing what you're doing, it's going to lead to greatness. You know, you know, how many people started off as interns working uh, for zero dollars? Me, talk to 18 years old, talk to them.
0: Eight years old did it. Uh, I told them that I was going to, they said three days a week for three months. I said, nah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be here every day, so I only need a key. And I said, at the end of this, if you like me, you'll hire me, deal. And the, that was the first thing I ever said to the owner. And he said, what? And then walked into his office. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm freaking out as an 18 year old going, well, I just screwed this pooch. This me terrible. I'll tell my dad, oh, I'm an idiot. And then he had to run out early. I was working on something and I went back to my desk to pack up. There's a key there. It's mm-hmm. like, Yes, not going to say anything, just going to keep doing it. So open the office, close the office. I was doing everything, groceries, cleaning, organization. I was doing phones. I was cleaning cars, everything for this big CEO at this tech company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They hire me after five months. That company gets bought out. They let go of everybody at the old firm. But I left such an impression on that CEO that he called the current business owner I work for and said, pick this kid up before somebody else finds him. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. And
0: they picked me up as a full-time engineer.
1: Mmm. Drop a bomb on yourself, man. Stop playing, yo. stop playing. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, man.
0: So it's do things that others are not willing to do and that is how I got to where I was with dyslexia. So mm. being misdiagnosed on the wrong medicine for 10 years. And then I was so frustrated, but I knew that how there was an your body. It was. Uh, I used to I had scabs all over my face cuz it was really in Concerta. I would pick my face. I was so real thin because it fasted my metabolism, and I would eat so much, and I wouldn't gain a pound. So then when they took me off the medicine, I got depressed, ballooned up, ballooned up, and then I was so depressed that I could not (laughs) change my clothes in light, in in fright that I saw my body. Mm. And then um, I just said, I'm done with this. So I joined the wrestling team, started running every day, and then I said... But before that, I was like, what works? I gotta find out what works.
1: Well, even before that, how'd you how'd you um get out that mindset?
0: Um, I was just done. Mm. I said, This is enough. Was there a moment? There was a moment. Talk to us, man. The What's moment playing, bro? <laughs> it was the it was the epiphany where I had a kid say, No, the wrestling coach was my guidance counselor and he said, Can you do you wanna join the wrestling team? I was like, <laughs> Why? And He's like, trust me. You want to join? I said, said, fine, I'll come to one practice. I said, I'll come to preseason, and I'll see how I like it. Those are the closest friends I've made. Um, So in wrestling, it is a brotherhood, and you work the hardest together, and that you, you support each other, but you end up going out on the mat and fighting it by yourself. So there's a lot of life lessons in that sport. So when I started to lose weight, gain confidence, and get friends around me, I was in a better place mentally, and then I was like, all right, now, so every day it was the choice to look for what is a new mountain that I can climb. Really? What's the new mountain today? I did that yesterday. What can I do today? So, I started going, asking teachers that I was struggling in their classes, can I come in before class? Will you be here early?
1: Hmm. Holding them accountable.
0: Yes. And they said, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be here early if you want to be. Wow. And then I'd ask certain other teachers I need help with, can I come during my lunch period? Even if you have a class and just sit in the back and take notes and and listen and try to get it twice, yes. Mm. And then I went to the extent of asking my gym teachers, can I skip gym to go do this with a different teacher and get my grades up and try to understand the material more? Man, your gym teacher's like, what? Sure, of course. And then I would stay after school and study with teachers too. Mm. So I got 40s. I've never passed a test in my life. I got 40s in all my classes. About highest grade I ever got in my life was a 70. But I won every academic award in high school. Wait, what? Yeah. I won the academic awards because teachers saw me. They said that I was out working all of the valedictorians, the honor students, mm-hmm. and they were incredibly impressed, and I used to really be freaked out. I remember my guidance counselor and a teacher said, we are not worried about you. We're worried about those kids. You don't have to study and pass." Like really? And then that was a cool When I had my guidance concert here, That was an awesome Full circle moment Yeah Yeah Awesome full circle moment mm. That's dope bro So it's, it's the motivation Of knowing That today's okay. not promised mm-hmm. Make time not excuses And then also to be authentic You know Everybody today is worried about Unfortunately with it, the internet It's all the, What do kids watch? The rich people driving nice cars on nice planes and nice boats and parties with really famous people and pretty Mm -hmm. girls. Mm -hmm. What's the reality behind that? How many of those people recording it are actually living it? Mm -hmm. How do you know that it's not rented or it's not theirs and they're just posing? The biggest thing is authenticity. Those who you want in your corner will see through you not being authentic and no longer want to be in your corner. Right, 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 right. And now you don't have who you want in your corner and you're fake. Mm-hmm. If you're authentic, the ones who you want in your corner will be there, and the ones you think you did are gone. There's a reason for it. Right. They're in your life for a season, like JB said. Right? Not a reason. Mm-hmm. So be authentic, and and show who you are, not who you think people will like.
1: And and also, like to your point of uh, authenticity, is what I pride myself on. Yes, I love I love going to uh, do I love doing events or speaking or whatever the case may be, and people say, "Oh, you know what." I, I can tell. You, I love your energy. I can tell you're authentic. That's like the biggest compliment to me. Your bro. energy is amazing. Thank you, bro. Thank, I love when people say that because energy is everything. And that's that's a direct like when they say you're created in the image of your creator. I'm they talking about that energy, right? So when you when you get that as a compliment, like I'm like, man, that's a reflection of God right there because I'm you know. People say my spirit they can feel my spirit, they can feel my energy, they can they can feel my authenticity. That's real to me. That is the biggest compliment. So I I pride myself on that. Um and also like you, you I was actually thinking while you were talking about my my kids. I have uh not like my physical yeah. I didn't birth any kids yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um I do um podcast clubs in schools. I teach I teach kids how to run podcasts. And I went, I went, I go to this all girls school on Tuesdays and my girls, I'm like, yo, what's up with y'all grades? I like, I need to see all y'all grades and their grades were average. And I, I had to really talk to them like, yo, <clears throat> um, they you guys don't have any disabilities. Y'all don't have any discrimination. Well, overtly anyways, right? You know, there's no one discriminating against you to purposely fail you or anything like that. Right. So why are y'all not putting in the effort that it takes to pass all of your class? Not just some of them, not just the classes you like, you should be putting in the work to pass all of them. So when you're telling me like you're getting academic awards because of your effort alone, like that's incredible right there. Right. Because not enough people are putting in that level of effort. So I had to really talk to them like, "Yo, you know, if we were talking about if this was if this was in the 60s, people would be th- like throwing stuff at you for you to not to go to school. And you had to fight through that every day. If you don't have those obstacles of overt racism, you don't have those obstacles of of people like white teachers kicking you out of class just cuz they don't want to teach you if you don't have people spitting and cursing at you and and, and really um, creating these obstacles for you to learn and you don't have any type of disabilities, what's holding you back from putting in any effort <laughs> in this class? Oh, I don't like the teacher. What? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is not a reason or an excuse to not put your best effort, you know, so we don't have any excuses to not put our best effort in everything, so it's dope that even if you weren't getting the the grades, even though you weren't getting straight A's, your effort ran laps around everybody in that school. So you deserve every one of those awards, man. So salute to you, King.
0: I appreciate it. It's so, the I want. I just want people to know um the mindset of I get to go to work. I get mm, to go to school,
1: or I have to.
0: Versus, I have to. Mm. I if I you wake up, I don't know who gave it to us, God maybe. Mm. It's a gift if you wake up today, because it's a gift that you've been granted this new day. And if you think he said God, maybe
1: of course it's God. Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> if it you had th-
1: to be God. Shout out to Natalie Cole. My bad.
0: Of course, <laughs> if you think for one second that my last day on earth, you catch me laying in bed till eleven a.m. and playing Xbox with my boys at five and doing nothing but sitting on my phone you know the biggest time that I chose to invest in myself so fun fact when I worked at the as an intern at the last company a lot of kids my age sit in the McDonald's parking lot in my town and they BS um and they don't do anything this time I'm an intern at a good company and everybody knows it I, I got to travel got some perks and somebody started making fun of me saying um things that I, I won't say but I said, Dylan, you're going to make a promise to yourself. You're going to give these two weeks. You're going to work on yourself. If at the end of the two weeks there's not noticeable, then you know that this isn't the issue on why you're not where you want to be. Right? Within those two weeks, I made a deal with Royal. And my first podcast went out. And I went, all right, I'm done. I haven't been back since. And since then... I'm working with Nat Nicole, working with you, working with Tony, going to Miami, meeting Floyd, did a book deal, bought a new car. So if you're not going to, you have to make a promise to yourself to invest in yourself. And it's my biggest thing is my experiments. Let's see, it works. You know, I'm not afraid of failure. I embrace failure because I like failure. If that failed, okay, that doesn't work. That's, that's valuable. People are like, oh, I failed. Me, when I failed, I'm like, great. I know that doesn't work. That's valuable itself. Let's see if this works. Mm-hmm. And just know that. So, I mean, I, real, I put in the time and effort in that nobody else wants to or would.
1: That's why you're going to continue to defy all odds, bro. That's why you're going to continue to separate yourself, man. And when we went to, um, when we were in Miami, uh, hanging out with Floyd Mayweather, who was cool <laughs> that to say, right? Yeah. When we were in Miami hanging out with Floyd Mayweather, it was like you're meeting all these new millionaires and billionaires. And if you were to tell someone in that room, one day I'm going to have a private jet, one day, one day I'm going to have a helicopter, one day I'm going to be a millionaire a billionaire, no one would bat an eye. Everyone would 1,000% believe you. Well, believe it in general because of the environment we were in, but believe it specifically for you because of the effort that you are putting in to get to know people and meet people and network and things of that nature. 1000% everyone believe that. But if you took that same statement and said it back home or said it before you left, people would either laugh at you or just like, yo, what are you talking about? You're crazy. And it it just displays the importance of having the right network of people Uh, Around So that way You can elevate Because if you're If you're saying Big goals Around small minded people They're either gonna Laugh at you Ridicule you Or not believe you Yes But when you say Those big goals Around big minded people They're gonna be like Okay Well Do you have a strategy Let's help you Get that strategy Like they'll help you Implement it And they'll believe it Before you even Finish a statement You know what I mean Yes That's the power Of a network
0: I'm not gonna say What family member it was But When I came to you and we made that deal And I started my podcast A family member was like, are you paying him? She's not used to any of this Comes from a a farm family in Pennsylvania Um, But She's like, are you paying him? That's ridiculous Don't pay anybody without talking to your dad And I was like, mom Oh, whoops (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I put myself there (laughs) Josh, edit that out (laughs) I was like Josh, leave that in. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, you don't understand. It's an investment in the future. And then at Thanksgiving, we go into my aunt's house for the first time in two years of Thanksgiving. First thing she says, she never took my page seriously, ever. Like, tell him what are you doing. Like, you really got to focus on the firm, focus on your certifications. Like, you're putting so much into this. Like, you got to take it seriously or go all in or go all out. And she wasn't very. Didn't understand, may I say mm-hmm. First time I ever heard it I smiled And a tear ran down my cheek She goes They're like Sanders going to college they're Like, what's Dylan doing? And usually Kids aren't going to school It's like, oh, he's taking a cap year He's doing this She goes Dylan built a company around his disability I could never be more proud mm. First time she ever addressed it As a company or brand mm. And I sat there for a 2nd like, did that just Did she? Hmm And I had to make sure it was real And then my aunt turned to me And she goes "Built a company And I was like It was real Wow And it felt so good
1: Wow Yo throw them claps on Throw them claps on Throw them claps on man Come on That's a big deal bro It was So So um, Similar Thing happened with me And my mom (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was using her computer Those nights that I said that I would come home after work, and write. I was using her computer. In her uh, her crib. At three in the morning, I'm typing away. She's like, "I know I don't hear a fucking computer." Oh, my bad. I mean the curse You good? I know I didn't hear a, a computer going. Like, what's happening here? Three in the morning. I'm on her computer. I have work in the morning. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Mom, I'm writing a book It's going to be <laughs> <great>. <laughs> It's going to be great. Trust me, it's going to be a bestseller watch. And she's like, boy, get off of the computer and go to sleep. And <clears throat> she didn't understand. She just didn't get it. She didn't understand what I was doing, why I was doing it, and why I had to be up at 3 in the morning doing it. You know what I mean? Like none of it made sense to her. Because she comes from a traditional background You labor for money Yes You put in work And you get money back If I work 40 hours This is how much I'm going to get At the end of that 40 hours I have no idea how much I'm getting paid (laughs) (laughs) I go off of clients And you know services Or whatever the case may be But But anyways She didn't understand Why I had to be up At three in the morning writing a book. She didn't. She couldn't see it. But the crazy thing is. God didn't give her my vision. This was my vision. God gave the vision to me. He gave me the idea for this book. He gave me the platform. He gave me the, the ability to execute. And I saw it. And that's all that matters. But too many times we get caught up. In the fact that the people that we love the most Usually the reason why we're doing what we're doing They can't see our vision And that sometimes either frustrates us to the point where it messes up the relationship Or it can derail us from our goal But needless to say I pushed through I kept writing every single night I didn't miss a day And I published a book, I started getting success, and things started changing my career. Every time she runs into one of her friends, oh, how's Carl doing? Oh, he's great. Do you know he wrote a book? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) What? Do you know he wrote a book? Do you know he has a show? Do you know he he opened up a studio? Like, oh, she's so proud right now that she brags on me. And the first thing she says, oh, do you know Carl wrote a book? But before I, well, while I was writing it, she didn't have the vision she didn't, it didn't make sense to her. It was kind of like discouraging, like, man, but I was so, I was so rock solid in the vision that God gave me that I knew it was going to be great. I had, I've i never written anything before. How did I, I didn't know how to become a bestseller or nothing like that, but I knew God had a plan for me, even though I didn't know how it was going to be done. So your, your people closest to you will never know or never understand until you do it. So do it do it right they're never going to believe until you win and then when you win they're going like wow you did it and that right there is so gratifying like it's like wow I did do it and and sometimes I don't even reflect enough sometimes you know what I mean
0: yeah
1: it's just one of those things I always have bigger and bigger and bigger goals I'm, I'm there with you I'm always pushing so even when I make an accomplishment I still keep pushing you know what I mean so the fact that you got that level of gratification right now, while you're still here, while she's still here, it's amazing, man. So salute to you.
0: Kid. Same thing happened with my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I came home after after a business call, with Brandon. Um, those are powerful. Yeah. Um, he goes. I go. I come home. I go. I've got this draft. Originally, the event was to be a birthday party. I go. I'm going to host an event with a celebrity, verified artist, in Stanford. Should perform at the VIP dinner right of the same week I turned twenty one. Mm. My brother literally told me I was crazy. Started yeah. laughing, yeah. telling yeah. me it's gonna go, it's gonna be a train wreck, it will never happen. Wow. First person to buy a ticket was Xander. Mm. I got the email. He's like, you bought a ticket? He's like, You made it happen. Goes, mm. I go, What what made you buy a ticket? He goes, The ad was on her page. Ooh. It was on Natalie's page. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: And then I reposted everybody. You posted it. Jaleel posted it. Uh, Royal posted it. Brandon posted it. And he kept getting reposted. And he goes, oh.
1: It's getting real. It's real. Yep, yep, yep.
0: So that was that was awesome. Mm-hmm. With that being said, Carl, what is one thing you would mm-hmm. tell your, well, first mm-hmm. of all, what would what your, your 20-year-old self think of you today?
1: My 20-year-old self? Sheesh. Mm, I remember that, too. Dang, that's a great question My 20 year old self, man Dang The reason that I'm I'm grinning ear to ear And um, smiling as I think about it is um, I was about 19, 20 years old When I met my mentor His name is Mr. Darnell Self Salute to you, Mr. Self He always watches everything I do so salute to you. Um first time I've as a young black man I've I met a young black millionaire. And I admired him so much because he never played ball. He never sold drugs and he wasn't a rapper. That was an anomaly to me. Yeah. So me being back in my 19, 20 year old shoes And seeing me now, he'd be proud. He'd say, oh, word? That's what could happen? And um, in my next book, I'm actually going to detail. In my next book, I'm actually going to detail how it happened. How I went from that 19, 20-year-old knucklehead follower to being Uh, Powerful leader Multi-business owner Powerful leader, thank you And um, being the man I am today A man of integrity A man that loves the Lord A man that is here to impact and inspire Like you said So yeah, I can't wait to talk about that in my next book
0: (laughs) Awesome, and then also What would you have to tell any kid Who just graduated high school Is taking a gap year, doesn't know what he wants to do Is in college, wants to drop out
1: It's cool to be smart I would tell myself that, I would tell any kid that um, I was bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray, run amok, thinking that it was cool to be in the streets, thinking that it was cool to um, uh, be bad, quote unquote, act out, be gangster, and all these other things that I I was told that it was cool to be, but I was never told it was cool to be smart. I didn't have many examples of it being cool to be smart. So um I would tell that person, study. Don't you don't have to be in school to study. You can that YouTube university, whatever it is that you want to be great at, there's somebody that's already great at it. Yes. Study them. And don't just study the end result, study the work ethic. I see kids on a basketball court trying to shoot a three pointer from half court, like, oh Steph Curry. You know Steph Curry actually practiced that shot 70 something times before he went on the court and did that. And probably
0: yelled Michael Jordan.
1: <laughs> and um but but all the kids see is the end result. Oh, Steph just made a shot from half court. Let me do the same thing. No, he practiced that every single day. So study, practice, and then you can implement.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on Carl Hey man man.
1: This is the time went by fast bro Thank you for having me
0: Uh, One last question is What have you learned from working with me?
1: (sighs) Mm, Dope man What have I learned since working with you? The worst thing somebody can say is no So go for it That's what I learned from you I've I've been in rooms with you, and i'm and i've I've told my team privately and publicly Dylan is the blueprint when you when you are networking or when you're at an event, Dylan is the blueprint. Be prepared, have your business cards and stuff ready um be engaging, have something to say, shake hands, meet people. But don't be afraid to introduce yourself to somebody new. That's it, man. So many things that I've learned from you, so I appreciate you. And I admire people who have no problem walking up to a billionaire and talking to them like they're a normal guy. A lot of people will be starstruck, a lot of people will be in awe, but yo, you're, you're like, How can I work with this person? Like you're you're intentional about everything that you do. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think, you know, what's funny is there was a guy standing next to us when Floyd was there, and he, everything he said, he gassed him up on it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're rich. Yeah, you're fight. And I was like, Shh. in my head, I was like, man, chill out. <laughs> um, in my head, I, I, my biggest thing is don't give fan energy or you'll be put in the fan category. Ooh, say that again, <laughs>
1: man. Talk to him. Don't Talk to him. give
0: fan energy or you'll be put in the fan category.
1: Can I give you guys a quick story? Yes. long time we yep. have left?
0: You got it.
1: I just, literally just um, got off the phone with Justina Valentine. Yep. She was, um, we did a we an a IG Live together um, a couple hours ago. When I met her, I was a fan of hers. I had the opportunity to be a fan when I met her. But I'm like, nah, I can't get off that fan energy. So, give you give you a sto- short story. Jason Lee uh, of Hollywood Unlocked. Um, he had a birthday party, so I, I got invited to the birthday party. Went out. Cardi B was there. Um, Wendy Williams, just like so many, so many different celebrities. Justina Valentine is there. They're all in this really tight enclosed VIP section. I'm like, damn it, I ain't in VIP, but I need to be. <laughs> um, but something happened. Justina came to the the bottom of the VIP section, and all the fans started like, "Oh, Justina, can I take a picture, can I take a picture, take take a picture, can I take a, picture? Can I take a picture? She's like, "Yeah, no problem. That's just who she is. Like, yeah, sure, no problem." And I see her visibly trying to get back into the VIP section, but she's just taking pictures with everyone. And I'm like, "Damn, dude, I could meet her right now," but I'm like, "Carl, if you meet her right now, you will look like a fan." And I was like, Nah there's got to be a different way." So when I go to events like this, this is a secret. I pay attention to who the artist or the celebrity that I want to meet is paying attention to. Who are they talking to? Who are they networking with? Who are they giving their energy to? She was giving the lady uh, energy to this lady. I'm like, this lady, I don't know if she's a celebrity. I don't know who that is, but I'm going to meet her. So when Justina went back into the section, I met that lady And I introduced her as an executive producer, best-selling author, um, and all this other stuff. So it turns out that I was Justina's manager. Oh. Yeah. Justina's manager was there. And Justina's manager and I got acquainted with each other. And then she introduced me as a peer. So she's like, oh, this is Carl, he's an executive producer, he's this, he's that, and that. And that. She's like, oh, okay, let's exchange information, let's, um, let me follow you on Instagram, and I told her, like, I remembered at that point, like, oh, you know what? I actually already met you, we, 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 um, we did a motivational speech at a school together, she remembered it, but if I said those same exact words, as a fan... I wouldn't have got that same level of reception. Does that make sense? Yes. So I had to wait until the right opportunity presented itself. I paid attention to who she was paying attention to, made that network, made that connection. And we actually became friends after that. She's been, she's done at least three youth empowerment shows for me. And just, just, we've just been connected. We've been seeing each other at different events. It's been, it's been a blessing, right? But if I introduced myself as a fan, none of that would have happened. Yeah. So, because we were able to exchange numbers, she did a youth empowerment show for me by probably like the next week or something like that. It was, it was wild. It was wild. My biggest show yet, it was had a little bit over a thousand kids there going crazy for her.
0: Yeah. Uh. Quick, before we end off, I remember, Brandon, we didn't pay for the VIP dinner in Miami. But I did take a picture with everybody. I did meet absolutely everybody in that room. And I met with Brandon after dinner. And he goes, Dylan, people were asking about who this Dylan kid was at dinner. You were the conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, what? And he goes, and all the big hitters were in that room. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I was like, really? He goes, yeah, and Rich was there when they were talking about you. I was Mm -hmm. like, Rich who? He goes, the kid. (laughs) And I was like, really? And then I get back to the hotel with the production crew. Josh runs up to me. He goes, Rich, the kid liked your post. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And then that next day, I made. Uh, people were DMing me, and then Ken Jocelyn, he's like, hey, I want you and Carl to come out to Atlanta. And then I talked to him, and we made a nice deal. And then Justin called me, and he goes, hey, we want you to come in February to Massachusetts. And I said, um, for what? And he goes, I'm having a conference. And I said, I do not want to pay whatever the exchange is for a one-day conference to drive to Massachusetts, drive back same night. He said, let me speak at that conference mm. and cut the price. Mm. And I was like, I'm Dylan Smith. I said, anybody of those people, Ken speaking, um, Mike Asabi, who called me, which was wild, is speaking. I said, ask everybody who's, sp- I said, get, I'll give you a deal. Ask everybody who you're speaking with, if they know Dylan Smith, come back to me and tell me if I can speak at the event. Mm. Two hours later, he's like, yeah, you're good. hundred bucks, you can speak.
1: Wow. So it's that's phenomenal, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and Alex, I'm going out to Miami to work with Alex. So I'm mm-hmm. bringing in Josh, and we're going to film a podcast out there because mm-hmm. um, he wants to introduce me to his network. Fire, so that is that's my short story um, on that. But Carl, I really appreciate everything you do to do for Royal and your clients, and you really do. What's cool about your business structure is you make your dreams come true just at the same time as your clients do.
1: Mm, that's real, bro. I um Well, thank you. Thank you. I uh, It was told to me, um, Jim Rohn, one of the people that I listen to the most, um, he said if you help enough people get what they want, you'll have everything that you want. So my mission is to help enough people get what they want, right? Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Tanya Love 10. She says, not to give up, keep fighting, keep pushing. That's what I learned from Dylan and you tonight. So salute to
0: her. Awesome. Thank you, Tanya. Um, so I, I respect you. I look up to you. I admire you, and I watch the steps you take and how you get in rooms with people and um, how you impact people. So... I appreciate everything He's you've said. Me, I you. appreciate you actually taking the time at 9 p.m. on a Thursday night here in the studio to film this podcast. And um, let's y'all better Yo, are
1: y'all <laughs> not following Dylan already. If they're not, follow- how do we follow you? How do we support you?
0: We're at under d underscore is underscore for underscore dyslexia on Instagram, and then yes. you can look up Dylan Smith dyslexia, and everything will pop up on Google. And I am he said Google him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are tuned in, Josh, we're going to get this out before my event. So tune in for this because I'm having an event here. It is Stanford's Inspire Night with Nally Nicole, Tom Marino, hopefully Jaleel. And we are going to inspire, impact, educate, motivate, and change and make a difference. Let's go. Carl, thank you so much. What is one last thing you want to say?
1: Oh. What's one last thing I want to say? Sheesh! Did y'all did y'all buy the book already? Did y'all did y'all book? Did y'all, <laughs> did y'all come to World Communication Center yet? Um, the last thing I want to say to you, um, man, there's so many things I want to say. The last thing I want to say.
0: If you want to hear him talk more, he speaks everywhere. He's mm. he, he's a motivational speaker and youth empowerment coach. So look him up as well.
1: There's gonna be people that tell you that you can't. You got two choices: you prove them right or you prove them wrong. The decision is yours.
0: Awesome. Thank you.